With campus and local news, I'm Rachel Sun. Construction begins next week to replace a water main on North Grand Avenue in Pullman. The project will replace roughly 2,000 feet of the main and cost the city over a million dollars. The main has ruptured and flooded North Grand twice in the past decade, the last time being just over a year ago. A team of researchers at Washington State University has created a new way to recycle carbon fiber composites. The plastics are widely used in airplanes and sporting goods due to their strong and lightweight properties, but are difficult to recycle. Professor Jinwen Zen of WSU's School of Mechanical and Materials Engineering led the team. WSU will host the Multicultural Graduation Celebration Friday afternoon at 6 p.m. Vice President of Student Affairs Mary Jo Gonzalez is the keynote speaker. Gonzalez was a first-generation college student and graduate of the Moreau College. WSU volleyball player and communication major Casey Shaneline will play with the select U.S. Collegiate National Team this summer in Minneapolis. The team serves as a tryout for the Olympics. With regional and national news, I'm Christian Duplessis. A BNSF train carrying corn derailed south of Sandpoint, Idaho early Monday morning. While there were no reported injuries, the derailment raises questions about the safety of railways in the area, putting plans for a new rail bridge in jeopardy. A report by the National Interagency Fire Center says many northwestern states may experience a less intense fire season in 2017. A spokesman for the center says heavy rain and snowfall may delay or prevent fire seasons in states like Washington, Idaho, and Wyoming. The report also says California, Florida, and Georgia are still at high risk for intense wildfires this summer. A stabbing at the University of Texas at Austin left one dead and several others injured Monday. Police say the suspect pulled a large Bowie-style hunting knife and stabbed at least four people before surrendering to authorities. No motive for the stabbing has been released. SpaceX successfully launched a top-secret spy satellite for the National Reconnaissance Office Monday morning. The launch is the first mission for the company on behalf of the U.S. government and included the successful landing of the booster rocket for use on future launches. Top lawmakers and White House officials endorsed a $1.1 trillion spending bill Monday. The proposed bill would prevent a government shutdown and fund the federal government through the end of the current fiscal year in September. Legislators are expected to pass the bill in a vote later this week. Facebook is releasing tools to help its users spot fake news. The tools include user guides and content flags for disputed content. These developments are in response to an election cycle plagued by deliberately false reporting. A recent study of election news on social media by BuzzFeed showed that fake news stories led to more audience engagement than stories produced by traditional media. Christian Duplessis and Alana White have more on the story. Consumers are putting more power in independent blogs and media outlets. From stories like papal endorsements of candidates to illegal wiretapping by a sitting president, misleading headlines are running rampant. My ultimate goal for you in this class is to leave this class Washington State University professor of communication Maya Hutchins discusses the characteristics of healthy media consumers in her classes when she isn't researching the effects of misleading headlines on society. Lately, she's been overwhelmed by a constant stream of misleading articles appearing in her newsfeed. But Hutchins says platforms like Facebook aren't necessarily to blame for the recent increase in misleading news. Most people share things before they've even read it. Right. And so you'll read a headline and you really like what that headline says. And so you share it. 
but you didn't actually read the story and the story might be contradictory to the headline and we're still going to share that, but it's not necessarily good information. Hutchins claims the frequent use of social media by the current president may also play a role in the virality of misleading stories. WSU professor of communication Alex Tan, who specializes in intercultural communication stereotypes, says this isn't just an American phenomenon. This is not typically American. You find fake headlines in France, Germany, England, uh, you even find them in China tied to the elections over there and also tied to attempts by ISIS to recruit. Facebook isn't alone in developing new ways to eliminate misleading news. Traditional media outlets are actively working to fact check sources in real time, which might make these stories, or at least their wide-reaching impact, a thing of the past. In Pullman, I'm Christian Duplessis with Alana White. Recently, Washington State University received its fourth complaint in three years from the Department of Education's Office of Civil Rights regarding sexual assaults on campus. Rachel Sun has more on the story. Nearly 27% of female college seniors admit they have experienced unwanted sexual contact, anywhere from touching to rape. Nurse Rachel Silva Bischoff has treated a number of rape victims through her years of working at Pullman Regional Hospital. Silva Bischoff says she believes that to decrease sexual assault on college campuses, there needs to be more effort put into prevention and not just treatment after the fact. She says the WSU police are very supportive and engaged. Another area of support comes from faculty who are researching the problem. Strategic communication professor Stacy Hust conducted various research studies to understand the factors influencing sexual assault. Just that in order to really reduce sexual assault on college campuses, we have to first understand, which I don't think we know now, why college campuses are unique in that, what is it about the culture of college campuses that is associated with increased victimization? The incidences in college campuses are higher than the same age group who are not attending college. So there is something unique about the college experience that is associated with increased victimization and increased sexual assault incidences. Um, and our university, WSU, is not any different than nationally. Campus advocate for alternatives to violence of the Palouse, Vanessa Corwin, says bystander intervention programs like Green Dot Training go a long way towards preventing sexual violence by training bystanders a variety of ways to take action. One of the biggest criticisms that I have of bystander intervention is that it really doesn't always focus on the root causes of sexual violence and gender-based violence. So that's what I would want to come more out of these conversations. During a confirmation hearing, Secretary of Education Betsy DeVos refused to answer if she planned on enforcing laws that put the Department of Education's Office of Civil Rights at the front lines holding universities accountable for responses to sexual assaults. In Pullman, I'm Rachel Sun with IGNA Sevelis-Taylor. It'll be a partly sunny afternoon today in Pullman with highs near 60. Tomorrow will be partly sunny with a high of 70. Thursday will be a sunny 80 degrees. In Pullman, I'm Christian Duplessis. I'm Rachel Sun.